My name is Anthony Cazello. I have the privilege of serving Revolution Community Church as lead pastor. And for those watching this video, I just want to say a big shout out, first and foremost, huge shout out to all those that served yesterday in our Revolution Kids environment. Today is Monday, June 25th. Yesterday was the very first of four gatherings we're going to have down at Riverside Park on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. So three more weeks now, three more Sundays at least, we'll be down at Riverside at the McHale Complex. We've rented the carousel. We're going to be partying down there as a church, gathering as a church. And, and yesterday, our first time, was just amazing. I, I just, I'm just blown away by how incredible it was and how well things went, you know, just having a few days to plan for it, you know. We worked last week on finding a space to meet. We found a space and we just had a, a couple days. Volunteers did amazing connections, guest services, band, tech, all that. But I, I have to give a very special shout out to Revolution Kids. If you're watching this and you served with the kids yesterday, man, Revolution exists and moves forward because of people like you. Uh, thank you from you know the perspective of being a dad, from lead pastor. I just want to say thank you. I know we're having one service at 10 a.m., so you weren't able to attend yesterday. You gave of yourself. You served about 80 two-year-olds through fifth graders uh, down at the, the park yesterday. So thank you so much. And uh, yesterday in, in our service, in our gathering, it was the final week of our mic drop series that we've been doing for the month of June, which I said means absolutely nothing at this point. Uh, all the plans for revolution for this summer have changed. Uh, there's been a change of plans. We said that phrase so much yesterday. There's been a change of plans. God's doing something. And uh, so June is that month. It, it feels like summer because school's out and uh, we're getting some high temperatures and stuff. But June, it's, it's really the build-up to summer. So uh, yesterday was the first official summer Sunday of the year. And I don't know what June's looked like for you, but for Revolution Church, it has been quite possibly the craziest month in Revolution history. There's been a change of plans. Because in my mind, I had this vision that, that Revolution was going to coast through the summer at our current space, which I'm standing in right now. We're going to kind of coast through the summer here and then move into our new location late summer, early fall. And, you know, voila, here we are. You know, we had plans for a couple more series to happen at this campus, you know, run our normal Sunday plays, just keep doing the 9 and 11 deal here. And then, you know, late summer, early fall, we just kind of transition over to our new space. Well, four weeks ago now, four weeks ago, uh, the central air went out at our current space. And, and let me just say, we have you know, worked and worked on getting it fixed. We've talked to people and worked through things. And, and if, you, if you've been around Revolution for a little while, you understand that pretty much every summer since we moved into this building, there's been one or two Sundays every year. It's kind of like tradition, a tradition we don't want to carry with us to the new campus. But every summer, there's one or two Sundays where we don't have air conditioning. And, you know, it's a very old central air system here. And so they have to replace, replace some parts and stuff. So what we've been told is uh, this year's different. 
in that pretty much the whole central air system has gone down. They have to replace the entire system. And, and when we found this out, like I, probably like you guys, I was talking to God about it. Like, God, what are you doing with this? Like, why is this all happening this summer and we're getting ready to move? Why? I, you know, selfishly, I prayed the prayer of God. I mean, can't you just filter the Freon infused air through our ductwork for just a few more weeks? You know, we're only going to be here a few more weeks and then it can break down after we leave. Which I know is a really selfish prayer, but that's just, that's just how my prayers come out sometimes. Uh, but despite my selfish prayers, four weeks later, here we are, and, and you know, we're finding out that the whole system has to be replaced. It's going to be several more weeks of having no air at this campus. So we have some mobile units in the offices that we're kind of working with and all that kind of stuff. So, so anyway, this past week, as we found all this information out, we found, hey, we're not going to have air here for a little while still. We started thinking through, you know, God, are, are you trying to show us something with this? Like, is, is the, the, the air conditioning going out, is it for a reason? Like, are you trying to show us something? And friends, I believe he is. And I'll explain some of that in a second. But first, let me tell you about some of the, the plans that are changing for this summer. So everybody's in the loop. But for the next three Sundays... We are partying at Riverside Park at 10 a.m. It's summer. There's no better place for a summer party than the park. Uh, And next week, we're going to be starting a journey together. We're not even calling it a series. We're calling it a journey where we're going to start to figure out our divine design. And you're going to find more about this on Sunday. Uh, But we're going to be talking through how God has uniquely made every single one of us different for a purpose, for a reason. And uh, we're going to set things up this weekend, and and then we're going to start walking through an acronym for the word SHAPE, where the S stands for spiritual gifts, the H stands for heart or passion, the A stands for abilities, P stands for personality, and the E stands for experiences, and how all of those things work together to shape you, to shape me into the person God has made us to be for very specific reasons, to, to use our giftedness, to use how we're shaped for the glory of God. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to go on a journey. Uh, July 8th, which is not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday after, it's going to be the biggest party of all the weeks down at Riverside. Uh, we're going to have our 10 a.m. gathering outside. It's not going to be in the uh, McHale Complex. It's going to be outdoor. We're going to have an outdoor stage, outdoor celebration service. And then right after the service, we're going to have a cookout and baptism in the river at the Coal Bridge, just kind of right, right across the drive. So it's going to be this incredible party. There's going to be food. There's going to be fun. And we're going to celebrate with, I'm sure, several individuals that are taking that next step of baptism. And by the way, if you're watching this and you're ready to take that step of baptism, you can go to our website right now, revolutioncc.org, www.revolutioncc.org. Click on Talk to Us, Baptism. It pops up right there. You can get signed up. It shows the next steps you need to take in preparation for that step of baptism. So do that right now. If you're ready to take that step, go right now to the website and and start walking through that process. July 8th is going to be that cookout and baptism celebration right after our gathering. July 15th, uh, one more weekend at Riverside. And after that, we're not sure yet. Isn't that awesome? 
We're, we're not sure yet. There's been a change of plans. We're, we know we're at Riverside Park through July 15th at least. We'll figure out what it's going to look like after that. We might move back into our current campus for a few more weeks if the air is working. We might just transition over to our new campus and do mobile church in there for several weeks leading up to this big event we're going to have on August 26th. You'll be finding out more about that in, in the, the coming weeks as well. But just once again, there's been a change of plans. And for those watching, I want you to just answer this question to yourself. I want you to think about this. How many of you would say that you're a planner? Maybe, you know, detailed planner, OCD planner, control freak planner, like that's you. Um, and, and some of the planners, like you, you, you've got like detailed schedules. You know, like what's happening at every minute of every day and what's going on. And, you, you know, just, just you're, you're a planner. Uh, who isn't a planner? Think about that. And you would say, like, I'm free-spirited or adventurous or whatever, and everybody else is like, no, you're annoying is what you are. And, and, and I say that because I, I lean more to that, you know, free-spirit, adventurous, just kind of go with the flow, figure it out on the fly, jump, jump headfirst into things side of life. Um, so much so that our family's gone on vacation several times, and we've booked a hotel on the way to the destination, which that's always fun. I mean, that's usually fun. It's usually fun. Um, but for me, Sunday morning has never been one of those things. Uh, since we started Revolution Church, we, we've worked on almost a full calendar year basis with our series. So I, I've known a little bit about what I was going to talk about yesterday, a little bit about like last June. And we've kind of walked through things, and, but all the plans are changing. There's been a change of plans, and you're going to find out more of what that's looking like this coming Sunday. And, and here's how I think it is for most of us, whether you're a planner or not. We're okay with a plan change or a, a, a change plan when we change it, but we don't like plans being changed on us. We don't like to be forced into plans changing, right? And I, I remember back when Shauna and I were, were dating, my wife and I, we were dating, and we had plans to go to this Lifehouse concert. Uh, Lifehouse was a, a big band when I was you know, growing up in high school and um, hanging by a moment was like their, you know, hit song and all that kind of stuff. We were going to go to this concert in Indianapolis, and, and I was talking to some buddies about it, and I was, I was like, yeah, we're going to the Lifehouse concert. And one of them was like, dude, I'd love to go to that. I, I'd love to see Lifehouse live. You got any room in the car? And, and I was like, absolutely. Yeah, the more the merrier. What I failed to realize was that the plan in Shauna's mind was this was a date, I, I was thinking of, it, thinking of it as a fun time. She was thinking, like, this is date night for some one-on-one -on -one romantic, you know, concert time. Maybe back, maybe make out in the back row a little bit kind of time, you know. I was thinking this is just a fun time. She was thinking this was a date time. So when I broke the news that the plans had changed and I'd said that, you know, Brandon and Joe could come, she, she let's just say she wasn't okay with that. Now, if I had talked to her and expressed that, that Brandon and Joe were interested in joining us for the concert and, and said something to the effect of, so what do you think? Kind of let her in on it a little bit. Who knows what the outcome would have been? But when I just kind of throw it at her and change the plans and she's not aware of it and just kind of say, here's how the plans have changed, she was not okay with that. And ultimately, that's what we're talking about, right? It, it's not just that plans change. But plans change, and it seems like God doesn't get our input or even let us know what's happening until the crap hits the fan. Which ultimately comes down to control 
We like to be in control. We like to know. We like to have input. And we think God needs to invite us into the conversation and the decision-making. But listen, what God often does is He changes the plan and then He lets us know about it. And if you were to read the stories of every major Bible character throughout Scripture, you would find so many different stories of God changing plans. Uh, Moses, he was 40 years old when he ran from his, for his life from Egypt to this desert area called Midian. He kind of settles down there. He gets married. He starts working for his father-in-law Jethro, tending sheep. Another 40 years go by. And I'm sure Moses is planning on retiring and kind of settling down. You know, life's coming to a close. Who knows? But, but God came to him and said, Moses, there's been a change of plans. I know you're 80 years old and you thought things were winding down, but you're actually going to go to Pharaoh and tell him to let my people go. And I know you're a murderer and I know you've made some mistakes and I know you've been out here in the middle of nowhere in isolation for 40 years, but there's been a change of plans. Abraham is a wealthy farmer in the land of Ur. He's you know, living large, loving life. And God says, there's been a change of plans. I want you to get all this stuff that you have and I want you to pack it up and I want you to start walking that way. And Abraham's like, okay, well, yeah, but where, do I, where am I going? Like GPS coordinates, you know, that kind of, and God's like, you don't need to know any of that. Just start going northwest. I'll tell you when to stop. And Abraham's like, oh, but, but you know, what, what if the kids ask, are we there yet? What do I tell them? And God's like, you can just honestly tell them you have no idea. And that's probably the only part of the plan that made any sense to Abraham. But uh, Joseph, another guy, he, he has this dream that he's going to be a leader royalty, someone that's respected and revered by his family, that his family, his brothers, they're going to bow down to him. And I'm sure in his mind, he's like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to have to work my way up to something like that. I'll probably have to you know, start washing tables at the palace, maybe move into a servant position with the king, captain, governor, you know, and then eventually kind of make it to the top. And then the dream comes to fruition. And God's like, well... There's been a change of plans. Here's how it's going to work. You're going to be sold into slavery, falsely accused of sexual assault, put in crime for, or put in prison for a crime you didn't commit, and that's going to be the path, the plan that gets you to the promise. There's been a change of plans. And, and there's this really interesting phrase found throughout Joseph's story that I, I think we get mixed up in our thinking as Christ followers sometimes. I know I do. Let me show you one place where it shows up. It's Genesis 39, verse 1. It says, When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So, like I said, this, this guy named Joseph, he's sold into slavery against his will. He's bought by this guy named Potiphar. And here's the very next phrase. The Lord was with Joseph. Here, here's something interesting about Joseph's story. The, the ultimate change of plan story in the entire Bible, in my opinion. The phrase, the Lord was with him, it shows up four different times in the story of Joseph. And all four times were right before or right after a seemingly negative change of plans like Joseph would have never drawn it up this way, event or circumstance. If you move down to verse 21 in the same chapter, you'll find these words. But the Lord was with Joseph. You ready for this? But the Lord was with Joseph 
in prison and showed him his faithful love. In prison, the Lord is with him. Joseph, he is a classic case of how God is often powerfully present when he seems blatantly absent. You, you see this in so many stories in Scripture. I felt this in so many difficulties in my life. I'm sure some of you have as well. When we're facing difficult challenges or going through a season of God's plan that we don't really like or understand or it's just not making sense, those are the moments where God is the closest. The Lord was with him. And maybe somebody just needs to hear that watching this video today. Like you're wading through a bunch of junk in your life and, and each day is full of all this garbage and, and plans changing in ways that you didn't approve of. Like, God, I didn't approve of this plan. Just know, God is often powerfully present when He seems blatantly absent. See, I just believe, I choose to believe that this is where revolution is right now. We, we could see broken air conditioning and being mobile at the local park after almost eight years of doing this church thing as, and, and it being totally out of our control, like plans changing without our control or approval. We could see this as, God, what are you doing? Like, don't we already have enough stuff going on at Revolution? Like, we're trying to get a new building remodel and all the work that goes with that and getting a, a church planner ready to send them out and stuff. And this is just now, now one more thing that we have to work on. Like, God, what is the deal with this? You've made it harder on us to transition to a new space. Like, God, your plan makes no sense. But no, I, be, I believe, I choose to believe God is doing something good in this. The Lord is with us. In this, uh, number one, I believe God wants to remind us that, hey, you're getting your very first building officially. But don't forget that the building is not the church. The church is those that make it up, like the people. It's a movement of people. And, and the church moves forward no matter what. It says in, in Matthew chapter 16 that the, the gates of hell cannot stop this movement called the church. I mean, if that can't stop the movement, then surely going mobile for a few weeks will not stop the movement. Like revolution moves forward, whether we're meeting at the local park, our new campus, or wherever God has us. The church is not the building. It is the people is a movement of people that's the first thing that god's wanting to remind us through this process and number two the other thing i believe god wants to remind us of is getting into that building is not the finish line it's the starting point it's not like we get in there and we're like oh look what, look what we did no it's god what's next what's next and i think god through this summer wants to remind us of all of that and i think there's another thing he wants to speak to us this summer, and we're going to kind of start that process, like I said, next week. Don't miss it. But the Lord was with Joseph through all of it, through all the changed plans. Let's go to one more Bible character. And if you've heard nothing else on this uh, video, just you, you have to get this. This is so big. Now, we, we love the words God gave to this prophet named Jeremiah in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And if you're a church person watching this, uh, you, you've heard this verse before, you've said amen to this verse before, probably even if you're not a church person or you know, new to church, new to faith or whatever, you've probably seen this verse on a coffee mug or a t-shirt or wall decoration of some sort. Uh, here's what Jeremiah 29, 11 says. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And, and this verse usually compels people to be like, amen, that's what I'm talking about. You know, prosper, hope, future, that's the plan right there. And we totally pass over verse 10. 
This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise. Everybody say promise. I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. When 70 years are completed. See, the hope-filled, prosperous future comes after 70 years of captivity. See, we, we get plans confused with promises sometimes. I'm going to say that again. We get plans confused with promises. Just because the plan changes doesn't mean the promise has. Just because the plan's going to take 70 years doesn't mean that the promise of prosperity, hope, and future has changed. It's just going to take some time. You with me on this? Just because we're meeting at a park for the next few Sundays and we're, we're going back to the days where revolution was truly a movement, it doesn't mean that the promise has changed. God is still doing something incredible. God is with us, right? The hope in the future of revolution is so bright. And it's not going to take 70 years for us to get our building. Thank you, Jesus. It's just going to be a few weeks. There's been a change of plans, but God knows what He's doing. God knows what He's doing. Listen, just because things didn't work out with that job doesn't mean all hope is lost. It just means that there's a job out there God has for you that's better than the last one. There's been a change of plans, but the Lord is with you. You Just because they broke your heart doesn't mean you're never going to find love. It just means that there's someone out there that God has for you that's going to love you past the point of that person in that previous relationship. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. For I know the plan. See, that's the key word of Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Like, like the key word is not prosperity. The key word is not hope. The key word is not future. The, the, The key word is I. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. I don't know the plans. You don't know the plans. He knows the plans. He knows. I I know you were expecting to retire in that job. But now you're going to have to work another five to ten years because the company's changing and pensions changing, all that kind of stuff. But but listen, I know the plans I have for you. I, I know you were thinking that house was the one. Your heart was set on that house and it didn't work out. But listen, I know the plans I have for you. I, I know you thought you'd be married at this point in life, you know, and you're anxious about that. But just just relax, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. See, the promise still stands. We, we've been singing this song at Revolution. We, we actually sang it yesterday. We closed the service with it. This song, it says, Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. A, a change of plans doesn't mean there's a change in the promise. You've got to get that. A change of plans doesn't mean there's a change in the promise. The promise still stands. Think about this. Between Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, and Matthew, the first book of the New Testament where the story of Jesus starts, there's 450 years of silence. Like nothing. God is not speaking. It's like bubbles on the iPhone. It it seems like the plan is God has left us alone. We're we're to to fend for ourselves now. We we just got to figure this out without God. And God's like, no, there's been a change of plans. Jesus, it's time. It's time to make things right, to restore their relationship with me. Go, do your thing. And then what do we do? We kill the plan. 
We crucify him. And he's buried in a borrowed tomb. And it seems like you know, the enemy's plan has prevailed. He's thinking, yo, yes, I did it. I've won. And Jesus is like, no, there's been a change of plans. Three days later, he comes up out of the grave. He defeats death for you and for me. And listen, if Jesus can make Easter out of Good Friday, then he can make good out of whatever is going on in your life right now. If he can make Sunday out of Friday, then he can, he can redeem broken AC and broken relationships and lost jobs and whatever it is going on. There's been a change of plans, but the Lord is with us. And I find out more and more every day of following Jesus how true Proverbs 16 verse 9 is. L- l- listen to this verse. It says, The heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes His steps. Let me give you kind of the Anthony translation of that. The heart of a man plans his way, but God has the final say. That's just how it is. So let me give us two practical applications that I believe can really help us when there's been a change of plans, like you know, some ways that we can respond different. Here's number one. Expect plans to change. Expect it. Like, if we expect God to change things up on us, we'll respond much better most of the time. Like, anticipate things not to go as planned. Anticipate things to kind of go sideways a little bit. I mean, this is just how God works, so we might as well just prepare ourselves mentally and emotionally for it. And and if you think about it, some of the greatest moments of life start as interruptions. I could share all kinds of stories about that. Don't get caught off guard. Expect plans to change. And then number two, choose to see purpose in changed plans. Choose. It's a choice to think differently when plans change. It's a choice to think differently when there's interruptions and inconveniences. It's a choice to say, God, I believe that you know what you're doing when plans change and it seems like God hasn't, you know, Got, gotten your input on it at all and he's just the plan changed and they let you know about it it's a choice to say god i i believe you know what you're doing in this i believe you know what you're doing choose to see purpose and change plans i, I want to end with this story and um this story happened several years ago my daughter aspen was two or three years old at the time and she fell against the trim at our house and busted her forehead wide open. I mean, it's like just, it's like squirting blood. It, it was gross. And, and she, she was doing all right with it. Uh, mom was screaming and, and frantic and all of that. So, but, and, and we knew, like, this is pretty deep cut. We're going to have to, you know, take her to the emergency room. So we rushed her to the emergency room. And, um, you know, the verdict is what we expected. She's going to need a few stitches in her forehead. And, and what I was assigned to do next as a dad was until this point, up, up to this point, the hardest thing I'd ever, do, ever done as a dad. Because the nurses asked me to hold my daughter down on the emergency room table. And, and mom had to leave. Shauna had to leave. And I'm holding Aspen down. And she is, at this point, she is frantic and screaming and crying and shaking. And so much so that like, she eventually passes out on the table as they're stitching her up. She passes out. And, and I'll never forget. I'll never forget the words she was screaming, you know, between her gasp for air and just convulsing and all that kind of stuff. She kept screaming over and over again on that emergency room table, No, Daddy! No, Daddy! I love you, Daddy! No, Daddy! 
No, Daddy. I love you, Daddy. Over and over again until she passed out. And friends, let me just say, I wanted to let her go so bad. I want to be like, just forget it. You know, forget the stitches. We out. We're putting a Band-Aid on that sucker, you know? But I didn't because I knew what was best for my daughter. So as she continued to scream, I continued to hold. And I think that's kind of how life is sometimes, right? Like as, as plans change and, and we just like, no, Dad. No. What are you doing in this? I wouldn't have drawn it up this way. But if we can somehow utter that other phrase, but I love you, Dad. And no matter if I've figured it out yet or not, no matter if I'm connecting with what you're doing yet or not, I trust you in this. Because your promise still stands. God, I just pray for my friends watching this. As in life... Just plans change. Things that we've kind of drawn up and thought up, they, they don't go as planned. They, there's, there's just things that direct us in different ways or come up that we don't have control over, God. And I pray that in the midst of all of that, we would know your promise still stands, great is your faithfulness, and that you are with us through it all. And I pray this summer for revolution as we are partying at Riverside Park and having a great time together, that we would continue to be reminded of those things. God, the church is a movement. It's not a building. When we move into that new space, it's the starting line, not the finish line. And God, as plans change, we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen.